0: Hey guys. So, I got the idea for this particular episode because I'm coming up kind of on a year of when I feel like I came out of a lot of the issues that I'm going to talk about in this podcast. So, it just felt like appropriate timing in that way. And something that kind of made me really sad when I was preparing this episode, so as I was making kind of my my Canva art to go along with the podcast and just looking up images for postpartum all of the images are so sad like I looked up images for postpartum body or um I I forget what term it was but it was definitely for postpartum and body and all the images were so sad it all of the women looked really upset all of the women were looking in a mirror and trying to like squeeze their jeans together all of the, some of the pictures have like these little contraptions that women were trying to kind of put around their, their bodies and to look slimmer and whatnot. And it just made me really sad, but definitely just confirmed the fact that this is a good episode, that if this is what's coming up on search engines and this is the message and all of that, then we gotta, we gotta get some stuff working. So first things first, I'm just going to go over my experience with motherhood and how my fitness journey plays into that as well. So before I was pregnant, I was a big runner, run a bunch of half marathons, also did a couple of tough mutters in there. Early pregnancy, I felt completely miserable. That was really difficult in that my activity levels tanked, but I was still trying really hard to force everything. I just felt really rigid with my expectations, should have listened to my body more and honor it completely. And I wish I would have known that then. Second trimester felt a little bit better. So I ran a half marathon at four months pregnant. I actually had my best time for that one too. That was totally unexpected. I ran another half marathon at seven months pregnant. That one was tricky because I made it to six miles. And looking back, I remember feeling partly proud, but also partly upset. I remember being partly proud that like I'm a badass, right? Like I ran six miles nonstop. But I also felt really not satisfied with it because I'm not used to running half marathons and not being able to finish the entire thing. So I was really uncomfortable during that run. I knew that I shouldn't push it. It wasn't worth it to have pushed it. So I did stop. But yeah, that was a little bit of a strange experience. That was probably one of the first times that I was really just down about how I felt and and all of that. The third trimester was also pretty terrible. That was when my workouts became just stretches downstairs and that was a really big hit to my ego. It was a really big adjustment for me mentally. And so I had to be okay with the fact that, you know, at least I woke up and at least I did something, even if it doesn't feel like it was that dramatic of a workout or that I changed my body or helped my body. I got to I gotta have faith that I did something good for my body still. So... Immediately postpartum, things really became a lot more challenging for me. So I felt like just a caged animal was probably the best way to put it. I also had my newborn in the winter, so it was hard to get outside. It was hard to move around much more than what I was able to do just in my house. I remember crying actually on my first walk outside. So I remember just having tears of joy that I was outside for the first time again. I remember crying tears of relief. Like it just felt so good to be outside and to be walking and to be doing something that reminded me of my old self again. And I remember also crying because I could not believe that a block, a a block long walk around my neighborhood for five or 10 minutes was so difficult for me. And like, I just felt like, oh my gosh, it's going to take so long to build that back up. It's going to take so long to kind of rebuild what I worked so hard for. Now, obviously with fitness and reintroducing ourselves back into fitness, we're all kind of aware of that six week time frame, right? Like when we have our six week appointment, we're medically cleared, hopefully um, by our medical doctor to re-engage in physical activity or to start that back up. And so I just want to let people know that sometimes that is fine, but sometimes six weeks still isn't enough. And so I would encourage you to, yes, talk to your doctor about it, but also be in tune with your body. And if you feel like something is uncomfortable or if you feel just like it's not time for you yet for mental reasons or for you know physical reasons, for sure, if you still feel like you're healing, then by all means that 6 weeks is not something that you feel like that it, I should be back at it by then I should I should I should so my experience and my personal shift about my body changed when Eli was going through a really really hard time I was going through a really hard time and it seemed like the only thing that helped us be on the same page where one of us wasn't crying was when I was walking him in his wagon so I remember this one time we were going for a walk and it was after a long day of work after I'd already worked out in the morning and I'm still walking with this child walking with this wagon and I think I had my two dogs with me too and I remember just looking down at my legs and being like thank God my legs allow me to go on these walks like thank God my body allows me to do this right now, because this is the only thing that it feels like Eli and I are on the same page. This is the only way that I'm keeping my sanity right now. This is the only way that I'm keeping him calm right now. Thank God that my legs are able to do this for me. And that was a huge shift for me, especially coming from this place of like one before pregnancy being so like, athletically driven as far as like timing and pushing for the next goal and just always having to change and be on and move on to the next thing. And then in postpartum, right, like just feeling just so negative and new and awkward in my body. I feel like it wasn't mine. This was really the first time that stood out to me where I was like, oh my gosh, thank God for my body. Thank I'm just so thankful. I'm so grateful. This is wonderful. My body is supporting me. My body has my back. And so this big shift mentally was hugely powerful for me. It was thinking about my body in terms of what it could do for me and how it was supporting me versus viewing it and all the negative judgments that I previously had based on what it was looking like or the ways that it had quote unquote failed me. And so this is actually, I'm going to book drop here. So I'm actually making and writing a whole book on this entire topic. So the shift from what your body can do for you, instead of viewing it solely just based on aesthetics and what it looks like. So I have a title and everything. I have an outline. I'm working on it. I'm taking Gabby Bernstein's masterclass right now and and working really, really hard on this book on this topic entirely. So again, it's going to be about how to Kind of shift your perception from away from just viewing your body based on what it looks like and shifting it instead to acknowledging it based on how it supports you what it does for you and this whole idea that your body has your back Your body is there to support you. Your body is love and it's just gonna be radical. So definitely more coming your way on that so Last thing before we get into recommendations, I just want to again validate all the difficult things that are going on at this time, right? So, as far as hormones and sleep deprivation, there's relationship strains, and there's just so many other things going on. This is just one more thing that women have to deal with at this time. And so, I have a lot of different recommendations for things that helped me personally, but also kind of professionally. This is what I would recommend that people do as well. So, My first suggestion to starting to feel better about your postpartum body is going to be start thinking long term. So, again, if I want to get back into my routine and I want to regain strength and I want to increase my cardiovascular fitness to where it was before, I have to think long term, right? So, you're going to have to maybe be patient. And instead of thinking short term, like how do I get back into it soon? How do I get back into it now? What can I do now? You may be better off thinking more long term, right? So, you Don't want to go too fast and have an injury, right? So it's just thinking more long-term and being able to sacrifice kind of those immediate gains right away. You may just have to be patient. The second recommendation that I have is just trying to reorganize some of your goals. So the first race that I did coming out of um, having Eli was a Mother's Day race. It was about three months postpartum, a little bit too soon in hindsight, and I should have waited. But I reorganized my goal to be just to do it. I was proud of myself for putting in the work and getting back into it and doing something that felt like me again. And so the fact that I was just happy to have done it, there was a lot of pride in that. I didn't go into it with this mindset that it had to be under this time and it had to be, you know, with no breaks or, or just one break. I just, I just wanted to do it and I wanted to try to enjoy it. And I ended up enjoying it even more because I didn't have all of those unnecessary and unrealistic pressures on it. So just reorganizing your goals to be able to just meet yourself where you're at a little bit more. The third recommendation is going to be to ditch the bounce back mentality. So this idea of bouncing back and getting back to your postpartum, or getting back to where you were before you had a baby is totally warped. And so I would encourage women to stop engaging in that social in social media, I would encourage women to stop, you know, thinking of that as their goal, like I got to get back to where I was, I got to get back, I got to get back. I want us all to move forward, right? So I would encourage women to go for something different. Go for something even better. Um, different doesn't always have to equate to something bad, right? So going for something different could mean. Whereas I used to be a hardcore runner, I don't run hardly ever anymore. I do more of a boot camp style workouts, five or six days a week, and I really love that. So being okay with new and different things, new and different goals, and new and different ways of engaging in fitness, that's okay. Ditch ditch that bounce back mentality. It's just going to bring you down. The fourth recommendation is to practice what is called radical acceptance. So it's a DBT skill, otherwise known as dialectical behavioral therapy. And this is kind of just accepting things as it is, right? Like, yeah, your body is different. It's gonna be a challenge so it's not to say that you're okay with it forever and you are never going to be able to change if that's what you want to change if you don't want to change that's totally fine too then we don't really have an issue um but if you do you also need to kind of just accept where you're at right now and, and acknowledge like yep your body is different you had a baby you had a baby grown in you for so many months and now you went through that experience and your life is different now. Everything is different now. We're not going to be able to do exactly the same things as we did before, especially so soon. The fifth one is to problem solve if you want to change it. So if you want to change it, and again, if you don't want to change your postpartum body, that's okay too, more power to you. But if you do want to solve it, then we got to work in some smart goals, right? So SMART goals coincide with this idea that goals have to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-oriented. So just sit down and start brainstorming some SMART goals that you want to start setting for yourself. So again, working in the other tools here that I've already talked about, right? You may need to reorganize some of those things. You don't want to necessarily have a SMART goal for you just six weeks postpartum be to run a 5K nonstop in record time within the next month, you're going to want to start with specific goals that are more measurable, that are actually attainable, all those things. So you want to be sure that you're setting goals that you can actually achieve. And if you need help with creating SMART goals, there are tons and tons of resources online. The next thing that I want to talk about too, as far as recommendations go is is something called four solutions. So again, it's coming from Marshall Linehan's DBT skills, which is this idea that there are really only four solutions to any problem, regardless of what the problem is. So the first solution to any problem is to one, solve the problem. So again, you can either change or leave the situation. Can you change the way that you feel about post, your body postpartum? Do you even want to change your body postpartum? If you want to, again, you could go back and make those smart goals like we talked about in the the previous step. The second of the four solutions is to feel better about the problem. So not necessarily solving the problem, it's just feeling better about the problem in the first place. So regulating the emotion that the problem elicits. So you can decide to change the actual problem, but instead you change your perception of it or your emotional reactions to it. You could remind yourself that your body is new and incredible in a different way, and that's okay too. You could find ways to love the, the ways that your body has changed since becoming pregnant and having a baby. So this number two is all about changing your perception of the problem versus actually solving the problem. So that's how one and two are a little bit different. Solution number three is to just simply tolerate the problem. So this is, again, this idea of radical acceptance. So accepting and tolerating the problem as well as your response to it. So if you don't want to or if you can't solve the problem or you can't change your perceptions about the problem, then what you can try to do is just kind of radically accept the situation and tolerate it. So, for instance, radically accepting the fact that your body is new and being okay with that for right now. And maybe you will have the time or more energy in the future. But right now, accepting that it is what it is and kind of leaving it at that. Um, So the moral of the story here is feeling sad and feeling pain and even mourning over your body before. um, Maybe unavoidable for a lot of women, but there is a choice as to whether you can radically accept that or whether you just dig and dig and dig yourself into a further rut and suffer. And that suffering is what's optional here the final solution or option to problem solving is actually staying miserable. So this is when you don't make any changes. So that's totally an option too, right? So as much as I would not recommend this, you could choose to stay exactly the way that things are continuing to feel awful about the way that you feel. If the other three options don't work for you, or you could in all honesty, do things just to make it worse, right? So You could look at social media and compare yourself. You could engage in tons of self-criticism. I, again, wouldn't recommend it because it's going to make you feel worse, but it is an option. So just know that you're bringing that on yourself if you choose this one instead of the other three. Um, Again, that's to either, the first three are to either solve the problem, change your perception of the problem, or to radically accept the problem. And then this fourth one, again, would not recommend, but you could choose to stay miserable. So those are the four solutions to any problem, according to Marsha Linehan for DBT. The the next recommendation here, which is, I think, good for a lot of people, regardless of kind of what their issues are, is to just do a social media cleanse, people. Just unfollow people who make you feel bad, right? Like, ask yourself, does this make me feel good? If it doesn't make you feel good, then unfollow them. At least take a break and see how it makes you feel. So unfollowing people who have those before and after pictures that make you feel awful, unfollowing people who talk about bouncing back or or, are at a place where you wish that you could be right now for whatever reason, just unfollowing those people and, and focusing as much as you can on feeling better. The next to last recommendation that I will give is just being open to a different type of workout. So being open to the idea that maybe there's something else out there that works better for you or fits your needs or your lifestyle more than it did before. So um, running worked really well for me for years. It was amazing for me in so many ways for years. But then as a mom, that wasn't as sustainable because of some physical issues that caused running to be really uncomfortable for me just as far as lifestyle goes it was really difficult to go out for long extensive runs for like 60 or 70 minutes and so I just found something different I do now a boot camp style class and that makes me feel like a new version of myself like again I'm not just trying to get back to where I was it's a new version it's a different version and I feel really great about that. And then the last part that I feel really strongly about is trying to acknowledge your body for what it does for you. Again, like all the ways that it supports you versus just what it looks like. So noticing, for instance, I remember my arms were getting so much stronger whenever I was carrying Eli a lot. So I was noticing, wow, my arms are adjusting. My, my body is moving and adjusting and adapting in ways to help support me. That's really, really awesome. And like I mentioned, I'll be writing a book about this whole entire topic because I feel so, so passionately about it. So just make sure that you stay up to date on all of that. I will make sure that you're all aware as to the status of that book and when it's going to come out, when you can get more information on it. So as far as what to not do in order to make sure that we're not making this problem worse on ourselves, definitely want to make sure that we're first and foremost, just keeping our comparisons to other moms in check. So this is definitely an area of difficulty for a lot of moms because especially with things like social media and moms tending a lot of times to only share the good things that are going on, this is where comparisons can really be tricky. So I just want to bring awareness to the comparisons that I'm sure we're all already doing that we're all already aware of. And just know that that's not going to be super helpful, that women are sharing for the most part, the things that they are prideful about, right? They're, they're going to be sharing the things that they're excited about, that they feel good about. They're not as easily going to be sharing, especially on social media, the things that are more raw and more vulnerable. I also would encourage you to try not to fall victim to things that seem too good to be true. So things like fad diets or cleanses or just know that fitness and diet culture thrive on women, especially moms, feeling insecure. So just keep that in mind. Try also to get away from this concept of just keeping old clothes around. So something that really helped me was just getting rid of all the old clothes that used to fit me or all the clothes that I wanted to try to fit into again at one point. So I'm actually so much more physically fit than I ever was in my whole entire life. I'm more fit right now and more athletic right now than I've ever, ever been. And my clothes still don't fit me from before. So that's not necessarily the indicator as to when you've gotten back there again. As I've mentioned before, we want to aim to try something different. We want to try to aim for something better. We don't need to bounce back to where we were. So, I think there's just this rediscovery that needs to happen with our new bodies and who we are now. So, you've probably heard this before, but not not only as a baby born when a baby is born, but um, so as a mom because the mom is new too. So I don't want women to feel like they have to wait until they get their body back until they start doing what makes them feel good again. And I know just myself personally, i definitely felt better when I wore clothes that made me feel good. I didn't feel good when I was walking around in jeans that felt too tight, when I constantly had that nagging in the back of my head, like, yep, these fit a couple months ago and they weren't this uncomfortable a couple months ago, blah, blah, blah. So Obviously, it doesn't all come back down to looks. Of course, I'm wanting us to all feel like competent mothers and confident mothers and strong and healthy and all a ton of other positive qualities just outside of aesthetics, but it feels good to feel good, right? So if it doesn't feel good to keep these clothes around, I would encourage us to toss them, just get rid of them. And do what feels good so if it takes getting a couple of new items of clothing to make you feel good and this rediscovery of your new body then go ahead and do that if it feels good to just put on some makeup and put on some clothes that you have that are new and and kiss those old ones goodbye then i hope that helps too so again whether it's getting new clothes that make you feel good considering getting rid of old clothes Just asking yourself, like, do these clothes that I used to fit into, does it make me feel good to keep them around or do they just make me feel worse? Also, just giving yourself time. So my first time back in the dressing room was really hard. I felt like I didn't know what to shop for anymore. I feel like I didn't know my style anymore. And it was just awkward because things didn't fit right the way that they did, obviously, anymore. I definitely cried. My recommendation here, too, is just to keep going. It'll get easier. I promise. I promise. You will get more confident in the dressing room. You'll get more confident with shopping with your baby. You'll get more confident in new clothes and with this new body, whether you want to change it or not. As long as you keep putting yourself out there and trying and giving yourself the time and love and space that you deserve, it will all get easier. So as we wrap up here, I just want to validate again, I know that this is a common issue for a lot of women and it's going to come back a lot to, I think that radical acceptance piece, just accepting the reality of the situation as it is. We had a baby and our bodies are different. And the last tip that I'll leave you with is something that someone told me once was the sooner you start taking care of yourself, the sooner you'll feel like yourself. And so whatever that means for you. Again, whether that means that you go out and get yourself some new clothes or whether you take that time to make sure that you're showering and putting on some makeup or doing your hair, even if you don't necessarily need to leave the house for any reason. And and just knowing that this is not something that happens overnight. All these mental adjustments and physical adjustments too, they take time. And I want you all to know that there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel There's no bouncing back. There is a future version of you that's full of confidence that feels totally capable and is so, so freaking strong, but you'll have to be patient to uncover her for a little bit. And in the meanwhile, until that happens, I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. I want to link you back to my website, so www.JennaOverbaugh.com hang in there for some more resources. I do have some blog posts already up and more coming about motherhood and other issues. Stay tuned to more episodes on the podcast. And last but not least, I want to direct you to check out our Strong Mind, Strong Body Challenge, all about feeling strong mentally and physically. So this is a challenge for 21 days. It's $10 to sign up on our website. Um, I'm doing it with my friend, Brittany, Dr. Brittany Masteller. So She's one of my best friends. We met in college, and we're actually doing an Instagram live together on Monday, August 24th at noon Eastern Standard Time, where we'll be talking more about the exact topic of kind of how motherhood is affected physically and how motherhood is affected mentally throughout all of these different changes. Brittany is a certified pre- and postnatal coach and also a certified functional strength coach, and so we'll be coming together to just give you tons of feedback as far as our experiences go. Tons of information about how to stay strong mentally and physically throughout motherhood and all the different challenges that arise during that time. So again, that's the Strong Mind, Strong Body Challenge. It starts on September 1st. It's $10. Just go ahead and sign up on my website. Again, that's www.jennaoverbod.com. And I think that's pretty much it. So again, in the meanwhile, I'm here and I'm rooting for you. Let me know if you guys have any questions or any feedback about the podcast or anything else in general. I'm so appreciative of you taking the time to listen. I can't wait to hear more from you. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.